Section 25 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 6, by various authors. Section 25. Selected Poems by Henry Howard Brownell. 1820-1872. This poet, prominent among those who gained their chief inspiration from the stirring events of the Civil War, was born in Providence, Rhode Island, February 6, 1820, and died in East Hartford, Connecticut, October 31, 1872. He was graduated at Trinity College, Hartford, studied law, and was admitted to the bar, but instead of the legal profession adopted that of a teacher and made his home in Hartford, which was the residence of his uncle, the Bishop of Connecticut. Although Mr. Brownell soon became known as a writer of verse, both grave and humorous, it was not till the coming on of the Civil War that his muse found truest and noblest expression. With a poet's sensitiveness, he foresaw the coming storm, and predicted it in verse that has the ring of an ancient prophet, and when the crash came he sang of the great deeds of warriors in the old heroic strain. Many of these poems, like Annus Memorabilis and Coming, were born of the great passion of patriotism which took possession of him, and were regarded only as the visions of a heated imagination. But when the storm burst it was seen that he had the true vision. As the dreadful drama unrolled, Brownell rose to greater issues and became the war poet par excellence, the vigorous chronicler of great actions. He was fond of the sea, and ardently longed for the opportunity to witness, if not to participate, in a sea-fight. His desire was gratified in a singular way. He had printed in a Hartford paper a very felicitous verification of Farragut's general orders in the fight at the mouth of the Mississippi. This attracted Farragut's attention, and he took steps to learn the name of the author. When it was given, Commodore Farragut, he was not then admiral, offered Mr. Brownell the position of master's mate on board the Hartford, and attached the poet to him in the character of a private secretary. Thus he was present at the fight of Mobile Bay. After the war he accompanied the admiral in his cruise in European waters. Although Brownell was best known to the country by his descriptive poems, The River Fight and The Bay Fight, which appear in his volume of collected works, War's Lyrics, his title to be considered a true poet does not rest on these only. He was unequal in his performance, and occasionally was betrayed by grotesque humor into disregard of dignity and finish, but he had both the vision and the lyric grace of the builder of lasting verse. Annus Memorabilis, Congress 1860-61 Stand strong and calm as fate, not a breath of scorn or hate, of taunt for the base, or of menace for the strong, since our fortunes must be sealed on that old and famous field where the right is set in battle with the wrong. Tis coming, with the loom of Kamsin or Simum, the tempest that shall try if we are of God or no. Its roar is in the city, and they there be which cry, Let us cower, and the storm may overblow. Now, nay, Stand firm and fast, that was a spiteful blast. This is not a war of men, but of angels good and ill. 
tis hell that storms at heaven tis the black and deadly seven sworn against the shining ones to work their damned will how the ether glooms and burns as the tide of combat turns and the smoke and dust above it whirl and float it eddies in its streams and certes oft it seems as the sins had the seraphs fairly by the throat but we all have read in that legend grand and dead how michael and his host met the serpent and his crew naught has reached us of the fight but if i have dreamed aright twas a loud one and a long as ever thundered through right stiffly past a doubt the dragon fought it out and his angels each and all did for trophet their devoir there was crack of iron wings and whirl of scorpion stings hiss of bifid tongues and the pit in full uproar but not thereof enscrolled in one brief line tis told calm as dew the apocalyptic pen that on the infinite shore their place was found no more god send the like on this our earth amen houghton mifflin and company boston words for the hallelujah chorus old john brown lies a-mouldering in the grave old john brown lies slumbering in his grave but john brown's soul is marching with the brave his soul is marching on glory glory hallelujah glory glory hallelujah glory glory hallelujah his soul is marching on he has gone to be a soldier in the army of the lord he is sworn as a private in the ranks of the lord he shall stand at armageddon with his brave old sword when heaven is marching on he shall file in front where the lines of battle form he shall face to front when the squares of battle form time with the column and charge in the storm where men are marching on ah foul tyrants do ye hear him where he comes ah black traitors do ye know him as he comes in thunder of the cannon and roll of the drums as we go marching on men may die and moulder in the dust men may die and arise again from dust shoulder to shoulder in the ranks of the just when heaven is marching on glory glory hallelujah glory glory hallelujah glory glory hallelujah his soul is marching on coming april 1861 world are thou ware of a storm hark to the ominous sound how the far-off gales their battle form and the great sea swells feel ground it comes the typhoon of death near and near it comes the horizon thunder of cannon breath and the roar of angry drums hurtle terror sublime swoop o'er the land to-day so the mist of wrong and crime the breath of our evil time be swept as by fire away Sycara. the wind of an autumn midnight is moaning around my door the curtains wave at the window 
the carpet lifts on the floor there are sounds like startled footfalls in the distant chambers now and the touching of airy ringers is busy on hand and brow tis thus in the soul's dark dwelling by the moody host unsought through the chambers of memory wander the invisible airs of thought for it bloweth where it listeth with a murmur loud or low whence it cometh whither it goeth none tell us and none may know now wearying round the portals of the vacant desolate mind as the doors of a ruined mansion that creak in the cold night wind and anon an awful memory sweeps o'er it fierce and high like the roar of a mountain forest when the midnight gale goes by then its voice subsides in wailing and ere the dawn of day murmuring fainter and fainter in the distance dies away suspiria noctis reading and reading little is the gain long dwelling with the minds of dead men leaves list rather to the melancholy rain drop dropping from the eaves still the old tale how hardly worth the telling hark to the wind again that mournful sound that all night long around this lonely dwelling moans like a dying hound end of section twenty five